What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode 107 of STGC. As always, I am one of your hosts, John, aka at Mr. Megative on Twitter, and uh, I am joined by a bunch of people who are probably still muted. Um, I'm here. We are here. Always muted. You are you are here. Excellent. All right. So uh, the chat is already starting to fill up. Oh, I see. Wow, is in chat. Wow. Hello, my friend. I, I see that. I see that. Saki bless is in chat. Saki Saki bless. What is Saki bless? Oh, you know who Saki bless is. That's not you though. Is that maybe driving? But that doesn't mean she can't support us. So she is literally mm-hmm. risking her life for and the... other people's lives. Wow. Great. That is. I don't know whether to thank her or or yell at her that's 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 called loyalty right there that's, that's called both being loyal that's both irresponsible that's both uh being irresponsible and being incredibly loyal to the brand at the same time so salute mm-hmm. i don't know what it's he learned it that. from me driving and podcasting uh all right so we are live um we got a really cool show tonight we got a lot to talk about uh our old friend matt piscatella from the npd group has joined us and i want to point out to everybody in chat matt literally just flew in he just got home. He walked in the door. The first thing he did was he said, he contacted me. He said, John, I have a desperate need to be on the podcast. That's really not what happened. I asked him to come on. Matt, dude, it is so good to have you, man. You, you're you a really good friend of ours, and uh, it's just a joy to see your smiling face. It's awesome to be here again. Hello, everybody. And, Hello. Uh, and uh, we have got some cool stuff to talk about tonight. So we were going to start off with uh, a little Sea of Thieves talk. Um, because uh, I think all of us have played it at this point, um, or at least or maybe almost all of us. But now that Matt is here, we can talk about some NPD stuff and uh, uh, and and how extremely fucking healthy the industry as a whole is right now, especially Nintendo. So without any further ado, Matt, why don't you go ahead and gently ease us uh, ease us into our uh, our NPD discussion? Mm. Gently, right, please well, be gentle. Yeah. Uh, the... <laughs> The big news is that uh, console hardware is doing particularly well. Uh, that's up 55% for the month. It's up 79% for the year. <laughs> what's happening uh, What's happening is that PS4 continues to be uh, almost or just as good as it was a year ago. And at the same time, we have a resurgent Xbox One uh, doing much better numbers than it did a year ago. And Nintendo Switch, which is still like basically zero comp because it's the 12th month so you have like bonus dollars in a sense so you have all three consoles doing very well and you have 3ds just kind of still doing its thing um it's a pokemon box it's a 2ds box now but it just keeps on chugging along you put all that together and it looks really good um and on the software side monster hunter world continues to dazzle number one again second consecutive month number one game of the year uh, you combine that with Call of Duty World War II showing good legs and all the other games coming to the platforms. You're talking pretty big up numbers in software for the year, too. So, I mean, with the exception of interactive gaming toys, everything else looks really, really good right now. I, I think what you say, oh. No, 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 Finn, go ahead. I'm just saying, would you say uh, Monster Hunter World is a uh, monster title? Jesus it's Christ, a, you piece a of real shit. <laughs> Is it a is it a monster worldwide hit? It's making an impact on the world. You are yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, it is a sales beast. You see, what I've heard is that I'm pretty awesome, and that game came out on my birthday, so it's automatically awesome. So, so Matt, I want to ask you something. So there was a stat about Nintendo 
that I thought was, or about the Switch specifically, that I thought was really interesting, but I don't understand the, I, so I was hoping you could break it down. So the Switch, as I read, is now the fastest selling console over 12 month period in, in history, like period, like that yep. it's, that includes uh, the PS2, uh, yep. the Wii, yep, um, and, and the PS4, which is actually right up there uh, with some of the best selling or fastest selling consoles ever. So I guess my question is: is is, is this, you know, I, I that, obviously this is NPD, so it's just in the US, right? Mm-hmm. Is there yep. any indication as as to how it's performing worldwide, or is that is that is, is that not something you're knowledgeable about? Uh, so Nintendo's announcements about shipments are always worldwide. Um, so you can kind of extrapolate from there. And if you do that, then I mean, give or take some countries stronger than others, but it seems to be on a global basis, just as strong worldwide as it is in the U S I don't know if it's the fastest selling console ever worldwide, but, uh, it's doing all right. What a, you know, I was thinking about this today. What a, what a fucking turnaround from the Wii yeah. just just like 2 years ago and people were people were were ringing the death bell for uh for for Nintendo and there was a lot of doubt around the Switch and there was a oh, lot of doubt with us yeah we there was a lot of there were a lot of raised eyebrows here but I got to tell you like this has been one of the most in 2017 and I think across the board was one of the most incredible years for gaming Ever. Like when you when you look at sales, when you look at the sheer volume of good games, um, when you when you look at the attach rates for this games, I mean when when Zelda hit, there was what like a there were more Zelda copies of Zelda in the wild than there were Nintendo Switches. There were. Um yep. so do you think do you expect Switch to carry that momentum all the way through two thousand and eighteen? Or do we not know enough yet about their their launch lineup? Because Smash is Smash Brothers is a huge deal. Yeah, so uh, there's two things to think about, I think, or two things I take away. So GDC, right? Uh, GDC always does a game developer survey going into GDC. And this year, one in three developers said the Switch was the most interesting device to develop for. And a vast majority said that games on Switch are selling at uh, as good or better rates than anywhere else. So you have incredible developer enthusiasm and you have a development platform that is really easy for indies to come so we're going to have this incredible flow of games which is very different than historical uh for nintendo platforms now whether it can maintain momentum is a great question you do come up against wii's second holiday over the next few months in terms like looking at comps first 14 months for example versus first 14 months of wii so i don't think the pace is going to maintain through the first half of the year However, in the back half, we get a Smash, maybe we get a Pokemon, and if those, if the, all that happens, then I think we it, it comes back and, and reestablishes itself. But a lot of unknowns. It doesn't really matter, though. I mean, uh, I think you can't look at this as anything but a pretty massive success, and even if it doesn't maintain its pace as the fastest-selling console ever, who cares? It's making, uh, it's making great money, so it's great yeah. games to play on the platform. And that flow of product seems like it's going to continue. So, I mean, good news all around for them, even if it doesn't maintain the momentum. Can you imagine the one-two punch of a, of a Smash Brothers in September and, like, a Pokemon in November like that? Yeah. Like, I'm going to all the publishers, right? And I'm sharing forecasts and outlooks. And, you know, I put up my, my Switch forecasts and the, kind of the things that could impact it. 
And I'm like, here's the number, I'm guessing. You know what? Plus or minus two million because I don't know. <laughs> like so much could happen. And everyone just kinda laughs because it's it's true. Like the a one two punch of smashing Pokemon in the same year would break all the benchmarks. It, it breaks everything. And then it's a question of well, how high is high? You get one more than one switch per household ownership rates. That breaks all the benchmarks. Yeah, and so then it's just a question of, okay, well, we just kind of have to learn the industry over again because everything's changed on us. Uh, you know, and then well, you throw in Fortnite in the mix and other games like that, and it really has changed. Oh, on my us. God. Can you imagine if Fortnite hit the Switch, too? Like, holy shit. I, I mean, it's gonna. Oh, I'm sure it will at some point. Apparently, it runs like a dream on mobile. It's, we get Matt on here once a month, and it seems like for the past couple of months, every time he's on, the industry has changed. It was so, only like one show so, ago where PUBG was the unstoppable juggernaut, and now Fortnite's like, sup, bro? So you could say, in, in a sense, Finn, that SDGC is driving change in the industry, right? Is, is that I, what you're suggesting? I emphatically would state that. So if, if this podcast is the reason why show, my students... Before this podcast we had our is... show, Fortnite was not big. You're welcome. Well, thank you, SDGC, for making my students play Fortnite. Fortnite on their phones in class. <laughs> yeah, and I can't stop. I can't get them to stop. I can't. Like, let's, if we have an assignment on the tablet, you know what they do? They go on Fortnite and they compare stats. That's all they do. Well, just so talk about. Yeah, talk about something that could change the industry. The the revenue that's coming out of the early beta of Fortnite, where it's invite only, it's almost. If I think it might be. Uh, at the top of the revenue growth, the revenue generating charts, and it's not even in full release yet. God. And it. It kind of works. So a month from now, Fortnite Mobile may have completely broken the industry. If first-person shoot or third-person shooters, whatever, third-person shooters work on a mobile device, like that changes everything again. Like I, I don't know, man. I'll go sell tuna fish. <laughs> How so, much of it is a uh, ten cents involvement? Because I know they own what is it like a forty-eight uh, percent stake in Epic Games. Yeah, probably not much, right? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. They Tencent probably owns twenty percent of each of us. We just don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> let me. Um. So, Matt, let me ask you this. So, you, the, you know, the Fortnite player base, numbers wise, is incredible, right? It's it's unbelievable, and it's I think it's at this point it's it's overtaken PUBG um, by a a fairly decent margin. I, I don't know the exact numbers, but let me ask you this: Do you think? Can can Blue Hole mount a comeback and 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 kind of bring PUBG back over Fortnite, or, or do you think do you think it's done? Do you think Fortnite has now permanently supplanted uh, PUBG? As, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you look at the pop culture references, the thing that is going on with with the sports guys and with music stars, and I mean, Fortnite has become a cultural phenomenon. Uh, Jeff Gersman on the Bombcast this week said he's never seen anything like this in history. This is bigger than Warcraft or Minecraft or anything that's come before in terms of the... Ooh, that's the, a the heady speed. statement. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, definitely. It's like that lightly. Um, but the way, the, the speed at which Fortnite has taken over the cultural zeitgeist, uh, I, I don't think that goes away. And it's, it's a classic case of... And I know, that, I know that PUBG wasn't the first Battle Royale game. I get it. But it's the first Battle Royale game that mattered. 
And uh, it's like it's like when Xerox made the mouse. No one remembers that Xerox made the mouse. I don't. Everyone I didn't even know that. that Apple did, right? <laughs> Everyone thinks Apple did, and it's the same kind of thing here. The second mover kind of perfected the formula. We'll have to see. Now the key question is, right? E3 is going to come up. We're going to have 30 of these damn things on the floor. Are any of them going to be able to compete, or is this another MOBA situation where everyone had a MOBA for a while? Oh, yeah, I, I think right? we're going to get a whole lot of this is going to be the League of Legends killer. Or yeah. before that, this was going to be our World of Warcraft killer. And I remember that. the industry is going to be saturated. At first, it was MMOs, then it was MOBAs, now it'll be Battle Royale games. Well, that was like one thing. You, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that we will have like 30 different like Battle Royale shooters, and that's when they announced Fortnite for the Switch right now. Well, hold on. Yeah. I, 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 saw, I, I, want, I want to give Zach a chance to answer. I saw him trying to, so I'm trying to get in there. No, I, I just mean that I think the one thing that we, I mean, just building on what Matt was saying, is, is the one thing we definitely know is that. Fortnite has killed the possibility of having customers pay up front yeah. to to play a battle royale game. Free free to play is the way to do it. And and I uh, actually until about last week I, I was really cool on, on Fortnite uh, uh, BR and then I bought their game pass, which is like I feel bad saying this, but until I bought their their ten dollar pass that added like progression systems to the game, I was cold on it. But the way they have monetized that game is is smart. Uh, and addictive, and and um, as somebody who was really dismissive of it, it's it's been wild to uh, eat crow uh, and also just continue to watch it. Uh, uh, just totally, totally change everything. This is bigger than Pokemon Go. It's it's massive. Actually, I was gonna say the last time a game broke into this much pop culture to people that don't play games was Pokemon Go. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing now memes being shared by parents on Facebook about Fortnite. I'm seeing yep. my uncle talk about Fortnite because my little cousins are playing it nonstop. And a game has never been touched by this many people since Pokemon Go, and it's not even on the same scale. So what you're saying is we need to get Drake on the show. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Drake's old news, man. We got to get someone bigger. Drake's old news. Drake's Shit. old. What are you talking about? He single-handedly propped Ninja up to like 5 yeah, million subs. like. Week. This is the internet age. That's old news, son. Yeah. Move forward. I want to. Yeah, I had shared an article in our SDGC group chat yesterday. It was um, published by the Bleacher Report, and it was about like Andre Andre Drummond and like Reggie Jackson, the Detroit Pistons, like how they're addicted to Fortnite, and like I think they even talked to like one Los Angeles Lakers player, um, Josh Hart, and he stated that he literally like carries this Xbox One like for like away games, like in a suitcase with a controller, so he can play it like when he has free time. I mean, like. Yeah. I mean, it's it's huge. So yeah. I, I actually I want to point out that Zach 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 raised a good point. I wanted to address it. Um, Zach was Zach was down on Fortnite uh, at the beginning, but but you 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 kind of got one over. Um, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. What was it that did it for you? By the, I, I was just curious. Okay, uh, for people who don't know, I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty pretty open about it, but I have 170 hours logged in PUBG. I really like PUBG. I still like PUBG. It's not like it, for me, it doesn't have to be one or the other. I, yeah, I sure. like both. Um, but what made Fortnite win me over was its progression system. Uh, matches are incredibly short, uh, which is PUBG's downfall. Is if you're doing well, it can be 35 minute matches. Uh, um, I mean, it's got to be the progression system. Uh, yeah. But also, I mean, it fucking runs on consoles, and that's a huge deal. I mean, <laughs> yeah. PC, PC matters, and, and phones matter. But uh, uh, I, I've had PUBG on, on console, and I don't really – I hate to play it. It runs poorly, even at 30 frames per second. 
Fortnite at 60 frames per second um, is, is yeah. incredible. I, I can't is. believe it works. Um, yeah, and it's free. It's and fucking it's free. free. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, yeah. You, you you got you got to wonder if you got to wonder if Blue Hole is kind of kicking themselves for li- for limiting themselves to or keeping themselves off the PS4 at the very beginning. You know, um, did did they could Blue Hole did Blue Hole actually have a deal like they were supposed to have a deal with like Epic like when like from, from Fortnite first did the Battle Royale stuff like that I could not I tell you. think I'm not aware. Of that. I don't think so because I, I think originally when they announced it. Um, uh, did, wasn't Blue Hole kind of like offhand being like, well, legal action, and it was like that yeah. wasn't that the narrative? Yeah. yeah, they were they were trying to be like, you can't do that. We've copyrighted Battle Royale or something, and everyone was so dismissive at Fortnite at that moment. They were like, look at these guys trying to cash in on the PUBG crowd. Well, you know, and he, I actually want to point out something that Jesse said in chat because I think it bears mentioning. Um, the the team allotted by Epic to Fortnite was a skeleton crew at the beginning, and they are now up to seven hundred people. Just on Fortnite, um, which is fucking absolutely insane. It's insane. Uh, I've never seen anything like yeah. this before. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah oh, oh my god. Like, and uh, I'm somebody who like like PUBG, Fortnite. I'm not a huge battle royale guy, but the way that these games, the way that this genre has kind of taken hold and 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 penetrated kind of you know the cultural zeitgeist in the industry, it's, it's just it's I've never seen anything like it. Um, and it makes you wonder what other ba- what other games are going to get battle royale modes, right? Like Red Dead Redemption Two, Destiny Two. They, they just um, announced um, Dying Light today is getting its own its own take on it, which is wild. Yeah, I'm um, actually really, really, really curious about that because I love Dying Light. I love Dying yeah. Light. Didn't actually... um, didn't Epic drop Paragon like because how big Fortnite was getting? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, so, I, I, mean... I have I have one more MPD question for Matt. Uh, before we uh, kind of dive into uh, to some Sea of Thieves talk, because we got a lot to unpack with Sea of Thieves. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. Uh, Matt, with so we know, ostensibly, supposedly, Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to hit this fall. Um, just to get your opinion, when you break it down by console, when, when, you not, when you're not looking at the sales combined on Xbox One and PS4 for Red Dead Redemption 2, if you're just aligning it by console, what do you think sells more, Smash Brothers or Red Dead Redemption 2? Uh, okay, so I have a good answer for this because uh, because we don't track Nintendo digital data. I don't have a really gr- – I have a decent sense of what they do digitally, but I don't have a great sense of what they do digitally. So uh, I'm going to default to Red Dead uh, because we'll be tracking both physical and digital, and I have an idea that uh, – that it's going to be a fairly significant number. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll go that way and not answer your question. Honestly, I, I, honestly, it's I mean, this this holiday. I think we can all agree this holiday is going to be wild for sales. Like it's going to be fucking wild. Like, I yeah. So yeah, and the question for me is, and and I was up there trying to get some hints from uh, from Sony this week when I went and presented up there. Um, what are they going to do? Uh, so Sony is in a very strong position. They continue yeah. to lead in hardware sales in the year. Their their demand is, is fairly constant. And uh, so my question is, all right, they want to get aggressive and they want to start doing some more $199 console deals in the holiday period. You have that. And then you have Red Dead. You have Black Ops 4. Uh, you have Switch. You have X1X. And maybe they do some discounting around that. Like, man, it could be a real... A real nice holiday uh, period. I, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. And then if you throw Pokemon in that mix, Ugh. holy crap. 
I, I, right? I think, so. yeah, I, I think the, I think the industry has, has, it, this has the potential to be the industry's strongest holiday season in a decade. Um, just, sure, I, I could go with that. Yeah. So, I okay. Uh, no. I have one more question for Matt and it's, it's go something right I've always wanted to do with him. I, I want to see his power of uh, prediction and action. What do you think will be the most talked about game of E3? Hmm. The most talked about game of E3? Oh, it's got to be yeah. Smash Brothers. No, no, no. I, I, I just, you know, could it be something we don't even know about? What's going to be that surprise steal the show moment? Are you trying to get us? Okay, you... well, so the steal the show moments are always, well, they tend to be games that don't sell very well. And so what I see the big reaction at E3, like a couple of years ago, right? Like the, the E3 of dreams, whatever the people call it. <laughs> I love those. Most, most of the games haven't come out, and the ones that have come out haven't exactly set the sales charts on fire. It'll be a game like that that, that some, like a group will really latch onto, and then ultimately Red Dead, Call of Duty, and Smash slash Pokemon are going to dominate the sales. So um, I guess I'd say I don't know if I care. <laughs> be like a, have a real dick answer about it like i don't know man i'm i've i've been getting more down and down on e3 and i get that like people dig it and they like it in the hype of all the trailers and all that but ultimately i can't correlate hype to sales and it's hype certainly isn't correlating to quality of game uh so i think e3 is a mirage and i wish it you know, i wish it would go away but you know i'll never get that well, with uh microsoft uh leaving the main place for their own little stadium and nintendo doing the their own thing how long until e3 as we know it well it's on its yeah it's on its way to becoming a fan fest yeah. and, and you know it's good because the people that spent all that money last year to go as fans got screwed it wasn't a very good experience yeah. i know everyone's really focusing on the fan experience now and uh, I think that's the right way to go. Um, Gamescom is a much better example of how to do that kind of show in 2018 than the traditional E3 has been, and I hope we keep moving that direction because um, ultimately the fans, the fans are the ones that pay all the salaries, and you know what? Media just doesn't need three days in a room anymore. Like There's other ways that news yeah. about games is getting out. Mm-hmm. Hey, Matt, I have not a question, but I have a comment. How excited are you for MLB The Show 18 tomorrow? Hold on, that was a so, question. That was a question, you're right. <laughs> that was. Dude, I'm so pumped. So that's tomorrow, then OOTP 19 just hit today. So out of the park baseball, Man. which is the, the best Baseball season starts next world. week. Yeah, OOTP 19, that is the best simulation video game in the world. It is. It, it, it does very well, but it, it shamefully doesn't do more. It is a spreadsheet simulator, but I don't care. It's a fantastic game. Everyone should check out OOTP. And then, of course, MLB The Show, which I hope my hands cramp and I can't feel my fingers uh, by Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I'm going to be living that Nino Cooney 2 life tomorrow, boy. That's all I got to tell you. It's so good. But, um, okay, I want to go ahead and move on to uh, – Matt, thank you so much for the MPD breakdown, man. That's always fucking awesome. Um, I want to go ahead and move on to uh, our CFEs discussion uh, because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I this is uh, just I think just gauged on reactions both from fans and the press um, that this is this is one of the most divisive titles in 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 recent memory. Um, no man's sea. Yeah, no, no man's sea. Time. I I saw that. I saw people calling it that. Um, I, I have. I I don't think. 
I, I hesitate to make that comparison for reasons that I'll get into later. Um, but so I, I, first of all, I want to get I want to get an idea of who else. I know I've played it. Uh, Zach has played it. Jay has played it. Finn, have you played Sea of Thieves yet? Single player, not multiplayer with you guys. Okay, so, so, you, so, my, so my, my views are uh, skewed at the moment. Brandon, I'm Brandon. You have not played Sea of Thieves, right? No, I have no interest in it whatsoever. Okay. And Matt, I'm assuming that you have not played Sea of Thieves either. Uh, I haven't been by my console in a week and a half. Okay, yeah, you've been gone. So, so um, okay. So, Sea of Thieves. Uh, why don't we have, i tell you what, why don't we have Jay and Zach explain the game real quick? Uh, Zach, we'll start with you. Uh, um, just kind of give everybody a rundown on what Sea of Thieves is. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, Sea of Thieves is a um, best with, with a four-person crew game uh, about discovery uh, and, and kind of open-world adventure with your buds. Uh, probably the most attractive feature is its online setting where you can run into other people, uh, and it's not always forced in combat. Sometimes you can make friends. Um, you can, you can loot them. You can, uh, uh, help them look for treasure. Um, but No Man's Sky, uh, comparisons are a little bit pejorative, I, I think. I would um, agree. I would agree with that. But... I mean, it, it is a really fun multiplayer game and a little bit of a, a dry, a uh, little bit mundane single player game. Uh, but yeah, open world uh, uh, kind of adventure, pirate sim light, I guess. That's a good way. Of, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would. Um, Jay, you played it for the first time last night. You and I played together. Um, and, yes. And, and so, and, and then I'll get into my experience playing with Zach and, and Maddie and Gabe here in a second. But you played it for the first time last night. Well, actually, I played it on launch day. Oh, you and, did? I, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this because I feel like this is a very important part of Sea of Thieves. So I started Sea of Thieves, and you came create your own character. You have presets, and like for for a game like this, for like a social game, I feel like you should be able to create your own character. So you have like a connection for character. Yeah, but 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 I mean, you don't ever really see your but, character though. But like other people do. Like it's like like Sag mentioned this last night. Like it sucks because like you, these characters are like eighty percent perfect, but like twenty percent terrible. Like you never get that one percent. Like this is my character kind of feeling. That's an interesting way yep. to put it. But yeah. um, so I woke up on the island and I had no idea what the hell I was supposed to do. That's like, a big problem. Yep. Like I like I was talking to people and I'm like okay and then like I honestly I honestly didn't know what to do like I was just roaming around this island for like 20 minutes so I messaged Zach in our group chat and I'm like dude like what am I supposed to do and he had to like explain it to me like in paragraph I saw that yeah so I, so like right off the bat I'll tell people if you have not played Sea of Thieves uh, Brandon and Matt and everybody in the audience who has not played it. There is no tutorial. You are dumped yeah. on the island and and you are thrown to the wolves. And it's a and it's just play. You know, um, I mean, it, I kind of like that actually. I mean, in a social game, I think it is cool that like you have to get like sort of like an MMO. You have to get your bearing by talking to other people and like asking questions yeah. about like how does this game work. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I get that it's a discovery game. I get that. But like when you start a new character in World of Warcraft, you have your tutorial quest and you start yeah. right in front of the same PCs. And I, no mean, like Sky, and, 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 I mean older MMOs than even WoW and stuff like that. And, and No Man's Sky. Like 90s and no Man's... games that force you to figure everything out on your own at the beginning. In No Man's Sky, you, you literally like you like there's a tutorial like that teaches you like how to craft materials and like how to do all this. Like the problem with Sea of Thieves too is like there's not really an interface, so like you don't really know you really don't know where you're supposed to like go. 
I mean, so from the reviews, it makes it seem like there's not a lot to do in the game. So figuring out what to do is something to do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, content yeah. content is is pretty darn light right now. Yeah, uh, there are three. To, I'm gonna just keep it brief for people who haven't been following. There are currently three factions in the game: uh, gold hoarders, uh, the merchants, and then these uh, kind of skull voodoo merchant. People who, who basically send you... They're, they're kind of like horde quest people. It's the Order so of Souls, people, right? That's what they're called, right? The Order of Souls quests? Is that the the Order of Souls, thank you. Yeah. That's a lot better than my description. So the Order <laughs> of Souls sends you to do horde-like missions. Um, then the the gold hoarders wants to go dig up uh, treasures using a map. And then uh, the merchants want you to go find pigs, snakes, or chickens in crates. And you have to bring them back. I mean, oh, I it's, that. It, 100%, it, it is all fetch quests. Um I think that the merchant one is the weakest. We have to catch animals, but like looking, like digging for treasure with friends is is pretty fun. Um, but one hundred percent, what you're saying, like so much of this game depends on your friends' willingness to tutorialize the game for you. Um, since launch, I have walked people on this podcast, friends of this podcast, uh, through uh, the basic core mechanics because rare does none of it when you boot up the game i think they tell you how to eat a banana uh, from, from the radio menu. <laughs> yeah. um but but like things like things like finding a voyage and then proposing that voyage on your ship nothing is are explained. not explained um yeah i like i didn't know anything about that like i picked up quests and i was like what am i supposed to and the do? issue is yeah. the, the issue is and, and i after i say this i'll hop into something positive because there are positive things about the yeah, game there, are, there is but but the issue with no to with without any tutorialization of the game is that you know i mean this is a realistic game you have to find your location on a map you've got to get your compass you've got to find your bearings you've got to you've got i mean you've got to adjust your sails when you're sailing i mean this is complicated stuff it's not like it's not like you hop in black flag like you know uh you know the sailing in, in assassin's creed black flag you, you know you hop in your ship and you turn left and right i mean that's how you steered your ship in this, you have got to watch the wind. You have got to uh, have you got to have your sails at a, at a certain angle. You've got to raise anchor. You've got to lower anchor. Um, I, I mean, it's it's complicated, and Rare does not tell you how to do any of it. Starting off, you have to figure this out all on your own, or you've got to Google it, or you've got to ask a friend. Um, now it sounds like we're, we're really down on the game. There are issues to the game, but I do want to point out so the the positive aspects of it real quick. Um, yeah. I so I picked up an Xbox One S on Tuesday. Yay! I finally got one, I finally got one. And um, it was bundled with Sea of Thieves. And so I, you know, I booted it up and immediately, so I did not have the issues that a lot of people have playing the game single player and jumping into that world and getting your feet wet with no help. Like I had, I had Zach to help me out and Gabe was there and Maddie was there. So they were, they, you know, they were showing me the ropes. And I got to tell you, if you're playing this game with four friends and you're just dicking around or doing stuff, it can be a lot of fun. We were, yeah, it can be. We were laughing. I mean, we were laughing our asses off. We got into, we got into a fight with another uh, with another group of players on their pirate ship. We sank their ship. We chased them across the island. We took their treasure. Um, it was, and then we got drunk at the at the at the pub or at the bar, and I vomited into a bucket and I threw it on Zach. I mean, I mean, like it was it was great. We were having a great time. We were laughing, um, you know. And and I got to tell you, this game has the best looking water I have ever seen in any game ever and 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 when you're when you're rolling into a storm zach and i or not zach and i but jay and i were playing last last night, night. and of course then we had like six we had two teams going we had six people in chat which was ridiculous <laughs> but jay and i were sailing through this storm and the waves were just 
throwing our boat, our little sloop, all over the place. And yeah, I, I, th I thought our ship was about to like flip over because like literally like our ship was like just straight up in the air at some points. Like, it this was, one was pretty snapping. cool. I mean, I mean, Jay, Jay, Jay. I mean, I think I think we can both admit that was pretty amazing. Like it, it was, was like I I had never been like that scared of like falling off my ship before. Yeah, and I was, then and then the I fell off the ship. <laughs> I fell off the ship, Jay. Like, yeah, then I, he fell off the ship. I felt like we were right at the island. I fell off the ship and I'm yelling at Jay, wait, come back. And Jay's laughing his ass off, tried to drop, he dropped, tried to drop anchor, turn around and get me. Um, and that was great, right? Like that was great. But then we got to the island and we had to get chickens and it went <laughs> like, it was awful. It was we ran awful. around for like 20 minutes looking for chickens. Looking for fucking chickens. <laughs> and we find a chicken and it's the wrong, and I said, Jay, is this a red speckled hen? <laughs> and he says, no, it's a golden hen. I just threw the fucking crate down. And I was like, fuck yeah, it. Like, I, I, do yeah, like, I think I went, to, I think I went to my ship and like canceled all those quests. I'm like, this is not worth it. That, that fetch quest we did to catch chickens, Matt, I'm telling you, Jay and I, you, we had this chicken coop and I was running around and like, and I'm a pirate. Right? Like, I'm a pirate. I'm running around an island with a chicken coop trying to catch one white feathered hen and one red speckled hen. And sounds it, stupid. It was awful. It was terrible. It was one of the worst side quests I've ever done. And, and, and so it is an incredible. So there's a huge disparity between like the moment to moment gameplay with your friends when you're out of the ocean and you're sailing and you're looking for treasure and you're fighting off other players is great. Yeah. It's great. But 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 when you look at the connective tissue that ties everything together, a lot of elements of the game just fall flat. And I, I, I mentioned this before we went live. I got this game basically free. It was part of a bundle, right? Mm -hmm. Had I paid sixty dollars for this, I would have been very upset. Yeah. 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 Similar, yeah. I, I mean and like that's so much of it and, and I I have a hard time saying this because it, it's not a fair way to, to think about it. Um, I I probably am the biggest fan of of, of Sea of Thieves that I that I know. Oh, 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 you most definitely are. Like yeah. I'll say yeah. something bad in the group chat. You're like, wow. Like, wait, wait. Well, in the defense of Rare, yeah, um, I'm a pretty big fan of I'm a pretty big fan of the game. I would not tell anybody to spend sixty dollars on it. Um, game Pass uh, with ten dollars a yep. month. Yep. Um, it, it, like, it, reason... it, it, it should have been like it should have been a thirty dollars game at launch. I'm sorry. Maybe. It... No, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe, probably. Um, but I think that this is why it's such a compelling first installment for for uh, uh, Game Pass is that I am optimistic about this game. I'm hoping Microsoft and Rare have enough foresight to, to have enough content coming uh, to, to make the game interesting, but. I'm very happy that if this game doesn't evolve in the next two or three months, that I didn't put sixty dollars into it. I, I yeah. put twenty or thirty. It also got State of Decay two when that rolls into Game Pass. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I, you yeah. know, like I, I, yeah. I, another issue I have is that, and, and this is not an issue for everybody, right? Like, and and I think so. I want to address Brandon had mentioned earlier, uh, you know, um, No Man's Sea, which I thought was a whole. I, I heard that earlier today, and I thought that was hilarious, but. I, I think there's a difference between the way Rare marketed this game and the way Hello Games marketed No Man's Sky. Um, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, no. you know... Sea of Thieves is exactly what they said it was. It's exactly yep. what Rare said it was. And I feel like Sean Murray at Hello Games, I think he's a good guy. I don't, I'd have no problems with Hello Games, but I think they sold us a bill of goods on, on No Man's Sky. It was not... At, at launch, anyway, it was I mean, not... You're not going to be seeing Crobe Cat videos about... 
like Sea of Thieves being a big scam or anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And and I I think that some people went to Sea of Thieves thinking it was going to be something that Rare never really said it was. Um, having Destiny said, on water. Yeah, exactly. Now now having said that, I want to make it clear for everybody who's not played the game that every every bit of progression of the game is cosmetic. Period. There are no stats. Which is a bummer. That is, and and that kind of deflated me a little bit. It's um, a bummer. When I but when like, I got... how would you again as the as the official SDC of Thieves defender? <laughs> yes. How how would you? Like, the game is built around accessibility and anti griefing measures, which is kind of ironic given the pirate theme. Um, yeah. but how would you handle things like uh, I've paid I've you know let's say I have played fifty hours. And I've upgraded my ship, and I have doubled guns, and also my cannonballs do more damage. How do you combat that against players who are new? Um, and and that's that's a real mind, the, the way this game is matchmaking, what's that? No, no, I was just gonna say, and, and and that's a real issue, right? Like that's how do you work around? Yeah, that, I mean, well, you, could have, you, of... you could have, you could have like different zones, like in the actual map, like you know, when you first start off the game, like you start off like one zone, and then like you, you progress, like you level up, and like the enemies have different levels. I don't know. Possibly, possibly, but then like you, then you hamper the discovery aspect of it. I and like yeah. I don't think I don't think any of what you're suggesting is a bad idea. I I do understand the, the criticism behind cosmetic only things. It, it just feels like Rare had a had a really inclusive environment that was hampered by its setting to this point where like there's just a lot of irony and confusion around. Like I, I was watching um, Waypoint, which is like Vice's uh, gaming network. For those who don't know. And they were playing, and they stole someone's ship, and the people who owned the ship can vote to scuttle the ship, which sinks it by itself, as an anti-griefing method. But that also is, like, like antithetical to what it means to be a pirate. <laughs> yeah, so like, okay, we'll just sink the ship. Yeah, just so, like, like, reading a Reddit comment that said people are using the scuttle option to grief people. Because it's... So I mean, the only way you could do that is... Island and uh, Aura Outpost, and so if you're chasing someone as they try and land, you can scuttle and appear right in front of them. So, um, yeah, I haven't thought of that. Maybe, so yeah. Here's an, so here, here's something that, so I played a little, a little bit of the single player and, and uh, Finn, I want you to jump in, uh, after I mentioned this because you've played, uh, some single player as well. Um, but I wanted to see what the single player experience was like. So I jumped in, I got my sloop. Um, and this is an issue that I didn't have playing, uh, multiplayer with, you know, the rest of the SDGC guys, because I wasn't really thinking about it because it didn't matter. Um, but Zach mentioned a sense of discovery, right? There, I don't, I didn't, I don't really find that in the single player because on these islands, like I was hoping maybe to find some, 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 some secrets, some hidden stuff, maybe a bit of lore, some uh, chickens, some chickens. Uh, but every one of these islands is like there's some skeletons, and those are the only enemies in the game are skeletons, 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 skeletons. Um, that's it. Uh, uh, well, I didn't, I didn't find anything. There was nothing to really discover. Like, like I, I went to the island. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll find something exotic. Maybe I'll find, but it's just it's snakes, uh, it or it's skeletons and it's pigs and chickens, and that's really it. And, and that's that's the problem. No Man's Sky had like you could go to all these different planets, but it's the same thing on every planet. It's like the same resources. But at least at least the planets on No Man's Sky were visually distinct. Yeah, and, yeah, and, absolutely. And for 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 this, in this, it's just it's islands that look incredibly similar and. You know, I, I I had a hard time getting over that. I was like, well, man, like this is. I would argue against that, but I've no, also no, 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 argue, argue. That's the whole point. Like, uh, so, so there are some interesting things. Like, uh, for, 
the difference with No Man's Sky and this is right is is one is handcrafted and one is procedurally generated. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. And like, look, like there are a ton of criticisms. Like, what what the hell? There's a lot of interesting things going on at Sea of Thieves. I don't know how it took three years to make it. I, I really like it. I don't know how it took three years to make it. Yeah, that's, that's um, yeah. But I, I will argue that the, the islands are pretty diverse. There's there's obviously size differences. Um, there's actually uh, uh, some are um, rock-based with very little sand, which impacts some of your treasure finding on some of those levels. Uh, other ones deal with different elevation and caves. There's a lot of uh, uh, paintings um, and, and kind of... Uh, uh, ancient society type of hints that they kind of leave around, which hints at underlying lore, like they have some for the Kraken, but they also have some for other sea monsters that aren't in the game yet, which makes me optimistic for the future of it. Um, another thing that, that I don't think you and I have played, John, because I haven't carried anybody through it yet, is there are pirate forts where they introduce you to different forms of skeletons. Um, oh, one okay, of cool. which, That's cool. Uh, yeah, and like one of the things that I learned is, is there's this type of uh, a ghostly skeleton where the only way to do damage to them is if one player uh, holds a light up to them to reveal like kind of a body form, and then like so there becomes like this camaraderie and fighting. Okay, so there's actually um, different battle mechanics. Yeah, there, okay, there so are that's interesting. Ones. Yeah, and so but again, like so much of this game depends on your willingness to not bounce off of it in the first you know three hours. And you're like, I fought this same skeleton that lets me hit him for three hours. Well, and um, I, I, and with that, I want to pass it to Finn because Finn has played yeah. some single player as well, and you were not incredibly impressed, Finn. I want you to give your thoughts on that. Uh, well, that's why. I, I'm I'm reticent to give my true impressions until I've experienced it the way it's intended with everybody with a with a group of friends, because jumping in solo uh, during the betas and whatnot, uh, I was just over. Like I keep seeing people go, "This is such a chill game. I love just like sailing and relaxing, and it's a chill game." And to me, that's just a. It, it's like the phrase, "One man's trash is another man's treasure." One man's chill game is another man's put me to sleep. Yeah. But, yeah. It, Playing alone was aggressively boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, without having anything really to do outside of fetch quests and build up rep with, for, for no end goal other than to get a new costume or something. And I think that's, it, it's not any, it's, it's less a knock against Sea of Thieves and more a knock against the genre of like emergent storytelling gameplay games versus a structured story game. And I'm, definitely a fan on one end of the spectrum rather than the other. Uh, but right now, if you ask me if it was, if I was happy, I got it free with my console versus paying 60. I would say if I had paid 60, I would have been horribly disappointed. But again, tonight I'm going to play with you guys and okay. experience it with friends for the first time. And I am quite willing to eat crow on this because no one wants a game to be bad. If yeah, you, absolutely. you're a terrible person. I mean, um, I found a game to be incredibly boring when I played it by myself, and then last night I played it with John in one game, and John kept on throwing buckets of water in our ship, <laughs> wondering why our ship was sinking. And then I was playing with um, Zach and JT and Kyle Foley, and I tried my hardest like make it through like this rock hole like in the middle of the ocean, and I didn't sink our ship. And it's just, I think it's just like dumb little experiences like that that are, that really aren't like a part of the game. It's just more like, oh, there's this thing here. Let's go try it out. Like I think that's the magic of the game. Yeah, very spontaneous. Yeah, but yeah. but like yeah, you do you have to do that, friends. Like if you do it by yourself, you're like, oh hey, let's go try that. But there's like yeah. no one there to witness it. Like it's there's no point. And, and I want somebody else to address it because I've talked too much about Sea of Thieves, but 
I have seen people say things like, well, anything is fun when you're talking with your friends. Um, and I, I, I think that that sets a really negative tone and attitude about what Sea of Thieves is accomplishing. But does somebody else want to talk about that, whether you agree with that sentiment? No, I mean, I, I, I think the way that phrase is phrased is is done in a negative light because Sea of Thieves isn't just the concept of uh, if you play with uh, it's only fun because you play with friends. It's more of a game that's designed around playing with friends. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, sure. I, I would. It's, agree. it's an experience, and it's not like Rare has been very upfront that this is not a game tailored to a single player experience. So I can't really fault them for the fact that me playing it solo hasn't been incredibly engaging because it was mm-hmm. never their intent. Well, I mean, right from the I mean, right from the get go, when you when you fire the game up, the game practically screams at you like, "Hey, let's let's party you up with you know with another crew and let's let let's go like choose your ship and let's you know let's get a crew going." I, I, I want to address one question that somebody, a few people actually have had in chat, and then I want to move on to our next topic um, about the gameplay loop uh, in, in Sea of Thieves, because I, I think that's key. And I wanted to actually throw it to Jay uh, to talk a little bit about what you think about that, about that, that moment-to-moment gameplay. The moment-to-moment gameplay. Um, as I've said before, like, I guess what, I guess like the actual like voyages and like leveling up your factions hasn't, isn't like what sold me just because I still, honestly, I still don't get the systems, which really sucks that like, you know, I, I still don't understand. And, you know, like, cause they don't explain it to you at all. Like, you know, like, you know, we tried doing the chicken quest last night and it went terribly. It was a disaster. Yeah. It was. An yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is literally like the game where like you get together it, it kind of reminds it kind of reminds me of playing like skate online back on the 360, just trying to do like a kind of like a free ride thing, not like a competition, and like you find like a line, or, or even playing like Tony Hawk, and you're like, hey, let's try this line, and you guys keep on trying this line until you get you get like the best line, but it's not really like a competition or anything like that. It's just more of like the experience. Well, of, I think like, being I mean, there. like I spent a lot of time in those Tony Hawk games, just like finding gaps. Yeah, just, like yeah. Just skating around without yeah, and to do the objectives. Yeah, and that's what see if these kind of remind me of last night when we were playing it. Was just us like goofing around. Yeah, and, fi- and find so things on our own. So that takes really good level design and those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, like as I said before, like I found that rock structure thing last night, and you know, like I was trying my hardest to like make it through there. I mean, it's it's not showing the map. I mean, we just found it on the way to something else, mm-hmm. and you know, like, and I was because because we, we had found the storm, so we went towards the storm and then found the rock. And right. then she's like, "Oh, let's go, let's go through this rock." I, and then, like, it, it was fun. I don't know, like, well, it's I, not what we were supposed to do, but it was fun. But that's the whole point. That's the whole point, and that's something I really want to speak on. Is that you know, I think it was both both Julian and and Mitty mentioned the gameplay loop. The gameplay loop, as the game would, as the game dictates it to you, is, in my opinion, just just bleh. like it's it's fetch quests. It's all fetch quests. Like, go do yeah. this, bring it back. Go do this, bring it back. The real moment-to-moment gameplay in this game is with a group of uh four friends dicking around on the high seas and when you're and you need everybody to effectively sail that galleon so when we were playing four player on tuesday night this is where the game really shone that this was the moment where everything came together is when zach was driving but because the top sails in the way he can't really see where he's going so Mm -hmm. it's up to me up in the crow's nest to tell him which way to go. Okay, go. All right, all right, we need to go southeast. No, 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 no. Cut it hard west. Cut it hard west. You've got Maddie and Gabe running back and forth, working the sails, turning them left, turning them right, raising them, lowering them, and 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 in order to really sail that ship, you need to work. You actually need to work as a crew, 
not just mm-hmm. a group of friends, but a crew of sailors taking this ship across the water. And that right there, it like moments like that are really, re- that is the true gameplay loop of one hundred percent, yeah, of, of, of Sea of Thieves right there. Like, and, and it sounds like we're all except for Zach. It sounds like we're all negative on it. It's 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 not a it's not a bad game. It's not a bad game. It's just a, it is a good game that needs more content. It needs yep. more content. Finn, go ahead. Finn is frozen. Like, do you guys uh, see that? <laughs> oh, can I say one negative thing again? Like, Hold this on. is my last negative I'm just game. loving this image of Finn. He looks so <laughs> angry. He looks like he's about ready to hit somebody. Look at him. Yeah, man. Yeah, he does look like he's doing that salt meme. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Anyway, please. Okay, the, the last negative, negative thing I will say about Sea of Thieves is that the intro plays every single time. Press yeah. B! Start- it's but just it's so, but 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 it should it shouldn't it sh- you shouldn't have to watch it every like it shouldn't like automatically like start up again like it like when you boot up the game like after the first time you've played the game it's just it should just take you to like the character menu of like where do you want to go yeah that's 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 small stuff to me I mean like so much of this and it's my last piece I have for, for Sea of Thieves is that um what I'm loving about it so far and, and I could I could be bored on my mind of this game by September by by June I could be bored of this game. Yeah. Um but what I love so far is that in 5 years when somebody says, "Yo, do you guys remember that rare sea of these games?" like I will not think of moments alone uh yeah. or or digging or the up treasure quest. or or yeah, I won't think of the chickens, I won't think of digging up treasure. I will think of the moments where we're trying to dodge rocks. Or where John throws up in a bucket and then tries to throw the vomit on me as my character staggers around. Or, or one of these really magical moments, and I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet, is each character has a musical instrument. And if you all start playing, or if one person starts playing, other people will join in and, and kind of accompany that. Uh, and there's like this really magical camaraderie around it that's just... Uh, oh, and, I, 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 As a nice touch, Zach, as a nice touch, if you're drunk and you play your instrument, you will play it drunkenly. Like it yes. sounds like shit. Like and and it and it, it's and it's amazing. There are so many like magical, really, really sweet, uh, <laughs> handmade mechanics in it. Uh, Look, Finn, now, now Finn is now Finn's Finn's just back. Finn from now on. So I, I yeah. um, so my yeah. internet died. I'm on my phone. Oh no no no! Don't worry. I oh, screen capped no. it, and I expect that to be your new Twitter profile picture. Yeah. Um, oh, but uh, I, hold on. Well, hold on. I want to throw it to Matt real quick because okay. because we're getting long in the tooth with the with the Sea of Thieves talk, and I, I want to move yes. on to God of War. Um, Matt, so what do you think this does sales wise? Like, like what do you think? Not just not just sales wise, but like from a player engagement standpoint. Yeah, I mean that's the question, right? Uh, a lot of people have been talking about Game Pass and whether or not it's going to help or hurt games that are part of the program. Um, Generally, I'm looking at this like a game that goes on deep discount sale from time to time. Everyone says, oh, everyone's going to buy it now, and no one's going to buy it at full price later. But what we always see is that when this happens, uh, the game goes off sale, and then all of a sudden your baseline sales rate at full price actually goes up because players are in the game, and they're telling their friends or they're playing with their friends to get them in there. So I think that Game Pass as a whole allows the Thieves to have a much bigger addressable market. So the potential sales, I think, are much actually much better even with a subscription than they would be otherwise. However, the like the reviews have been difficult, tepid. Yeah, yeah. The feedback, like just like you guys are talking about, that feedback seems pretty consistent out there. So ultimately, a game always sinks or swims on how good it is. 
Um, so it has the opportunity to do really well, whether it will or not, um, I think has nothing to do with Game Pass or the business behind it, like the mechanics of the business and everything to do with this are people having fun in the game. And, and, and this is one of those games that will absolutely live or die based on the support that Rare gives it. If And it needs more, I'm sorry, but it needs more than fetch quests. Yeah, it, this feels like this feels like the beta was just like rushed for like an actual release. Like, I hate to say that. but well, like, And, and I, th- yeah. I, I think the biggest criticism you could leave against the game is exactly what Finn said. Or exactly what, not Finn, exactly what Zach said is that, what were you guys doing for all those years? Um, because... But what we have... Yeah, what you have too, though, is you have precedent now. Games like Rainbow Six Siege that came out and were kind of rough at launch. Yeah, didn't yeah. yeah an that's audience. true. There's plenty of opportunity for them to right the ship. Ah, ha ha! Uh, woo! Yeah, Oh my God, did Finn freeze again? Like, or even like Fortnite, right? Like Fortnite didn't yeah. exactly set the world on fire at first. So I mean, you never know. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I just want to. Play yeah, yeah, it took like, I mean, what Fortnite took about three months it did yeah before it really caught up. well that Who was knows? what i was going to talk about is just we, we're is. all caught up on how the game is right now we're forgetting this is a definitive games as a service model and, and when have you ever been able to accurately predict how a games as a service game ends up even just three months down the line let alone one year or even years yeah. down the line i mean look way at, too uh, premature to declare see if look at, a failure look or at, success well yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look look at what ubisoft has done for the division i mean talk about bringing something yeah. back from the dead um but i, I want to i think we've tapped out on the sea of thieves talk i want to kind of i want to move on to our last topic which is god of war um uh which hits in just a few weeks uh less than a month now uh zach's like all right i'm done fuck the god of war talk um but he's like i'm out of here i'm leaving (laughs) (laughs) and he didn't even hear me say he didn't even hear me say any of that um but uh finn where'd you go where's your camera so god of war is a 2008 game that involves a god of war and his kid so for anybody who's been living under who's been living in iraq you know you've got the three god of war games and you've got well four technically with god of war ascension Mm -hmm. Uh, this I mean, one is Dad of War. Dad of War, and you know, uh, once again, Kratos is the main character. But I tell you what, the gameplay uh, previews that have hit over the past week have been nothing short of a. I mean, talk about talk about a sea change for this for this franchise. Um, the combat has been completely overhauled. Uh, the the game world, the camera, Kratos himself as a character has been completely overhauled um the the setting of the game itself has been completely overhauled uh and i wanted to see and i want to start off with matt um i I, I want to i wanted to see what everybody thinks about the changes being brought to this game and 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 what we what kind of what our hopes are uh now that we've seen large vertical slices of gameplay and story so matt we'll start with you man what what are your impressions so obviously I'm going to have a slightly different take uh, and I'll let you guys talk about the gameplay stuff. Um, so what's interesting about this game is that it is a single player game with a very much a single player story focus, uh, but very different than like a horizon zero dawn that had the open world element yep. to it as far as I know. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how it does. I think month one is going to be really good, but how how are the legs going to go in a world that seems to have turned its back on single-player games for the most part? Uh, I mean, it looks great. I like the old man grunting angle because I relate in many ways to <laughs> being an don't. old man and grunting. I don't. You know, hey. getting up off the floor, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't think it's great. 
So I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, like I'll play it the minute it comes out. I as a I am a huge fan of the of the first three God of Wars. I was not really a big fan of Ascension, um, but God of War, and of course, you know the you know the PSB offshoots, uh, you know Chains of Olympus, and um, yeah, the Ready at Dawn ones. Yeah, those were good. those were really good. good. Those Ghost of Sparta and Chains and Chains of Olympus. Those yeah, were yeah. really good. Um, and, but you know, like I, I was wondering how I would how I would kind of acclimate myself to the changes being brought to the series. Because, you know, like, you know, when the game was revealed at E3, I really enjoyed the changes to Kratos' character. I was like, okay, well, there, this is a character who just used to yell at the screen. And, and now he is being given depth. He's being given nuance. He is, he is trying to bring, control his anger and change himself and raise his son to be better than he was. But I was iffy on the gameplay, but the 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 combat with the Leviathan axe and the shield and the over the shoulder gameplay looks fucking awesome. Um, when you think about all the game, all, all the all the combat possibilities that you can, I like I like just I like there was one gameplay video where the guy he threw the axe, he um he he ran up, he started beating up a few draugers with his fists, and then he called the axe back by hitting triangle, and the axe when the axe flew back to him it tore through one of the enemies and killed it and then the axe returns to his hand so so when you call that axe back and if you're calling it back through an enemy it will cause damage to them which is just and and then he he jumped and when it tore its way through an enemy he jumped in midair caught it and immediately did like a ground pound ice attack with the axe and i was just i was just blown away i was like oh my god this looks so fucking good but but what interests me most is the relationship as, as a father myself is the relationship between Kratos and Atreus, who is his son. And by the way, I want to point out, I th- I called Atreus as being Thor. Like, I thought they were going to say, okay, this is Thor. Um, his son's, and he's going to end up becoming Odin. But I was wrong. So his, his son is Atreus, and he is with you the entire game. The Atreus is there for the entire game. He's a gameplay mechanic. If you hit square, he'll attack an enemy that you direct him to. Uh, and I wanted to see, we'll throw it to, uh, I don't know, Brandon. We'll throw it to Brandon. This is gonna be like a fifteen-hour escort mission. I, yeah, so I, I want to. I want to see. I'm being sarcastic. Escort missions aren't inherently awful. I mean, Resident Evil Four is one of my favorite games ever made. So, so apparently, Atreus can't die. You, 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 you. you oh, okay. You, so, so you'll be. He's so, an Ellie. He's an Ellie. So, like he'll like. Or, okay, well, I, let me walk that back. He could die in the sense that like he'll fall down and you need to go like get him up, but his character cannot actually die. Um, but like it, I mean, like you can't. It, he can't die. Like, if he dies, do you get a game over? And no, 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 no. Or he no. just can't die. No, he just can't die. Right? Like, you know, okay. it'll be like it'll be a go over and mash. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, you know, it's a gears of war down but not yeah, out. Yeah, it's a thing. down but not out. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to go pick him up and mash the X button, or you know, do whatever you're gonna do. And Atreus gets yeah, up. Fair enough. But the only thing I'm iffy about is is that Atreus is there for the entire game. He's there for the entire game, and. One of the things I noticed in some of the gameplay videos is that he constantly, he's like, nice shot. Or like, you know, what do I do? What do you want me to do? Great hit. Great hit. Well done. This, this, Good this job. Play Chronicles 2 all yeah, over again. Yeah, it wasn't you. quite as bad, but I also, I'm not sure that I want 15 hours of, you know, what do we do now? Great hit. Nice shot. Great hit. Nice shot. And I, Papa, I, was, I can't read this too well. Can you read it for me? And I was, I was, and, and I figure it's probably, I mean, the game is gold now, so I mean, they're not going to. That that's not something that's going to change, but I, I am a little, and I want to see if you guys share the same concern. And anybody can jump in on this one. 
about the fact that I, I, I don't know how I feel about Atreus being there for the whole game. Okay, well, first off, I think the kid's annoying. Okay, that's like fair. The, like, like all the gameplay I've watched, I think the kid is annoying. I, I get, I get like the relationship they're trying to like create, like they're trying to make Kratos have with his son. But like, it's just, I don't know, just it, it just seems kind of like unnecessary. Do you like, mean? I'm, I'm sorry. Do you mean um, narratively you find him annoying or unnecessary, or do you mean mechanically? Like mechanically, you don't... I do. Okay, mechanically. Okay. Okay. Mechanically, I do. Like, I don't know. It's just like I guess I, I I've never played a God of War. Like, I never when the first God of War came out. Like, I was overly religious. Oh, that I, game! That game was so mind blowing for two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I was so scared to play it because I thought I would go to hell. Which game was so this? I, I missed I, that. The, the original God of War. Okay, yeah, right, the right, original okay. God of War. So, like, I I've never played God of War. Um, oh, I wasn't really too like excited for this one but i watched the gameplay that came out this week i watched a tim rogers video on it and it got me kind of excited it like gameplay wise it kind of reminds me of like the original devil may cry like series when it went into dmc by ninja theory like i don't know just like it it seems a little more streamlined but like at the same time we're so impressed like because so the first god of war came out before shadow of the colossus so like yeah. the scale of the boss fights that you're seeing in God of War, like that Hydra battle. I had never seen Hydra anything battle, like the Hydra, Brandon. I had also never seen anything like that in a video game at the time. Like actual jaw dropping moment. That was that was well, and something else that I think we need to mention about this new God of War is that there is like legitimately there is tiered gear, um, like that you can use to with stats with numbers attached to them. So there are a lot of there are RPG elements in this now as well. I was watching a gameplay video. Where you you can equip chest plates and shoulder plates and 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 leg guards that actually change Kratos's look, um, and some of these are and, and these appear to be colored like you know uncommon and rare and and and, and epic and stuff yeah. like that, and yeah. you know I'm I'm fine with that. I feel like in some games this is kind of overdone a little bit. Like everything needs to be you... tiered with a color. But I I feel like um I feel like one thing that we should bring up is that the new God of War is a one shot game. So like there won't be like any like transitions from like cutscenes and whatnot. Like it's yeah. like all in game. Yeah. Well, yeah, really cool. I, I have what, a what, feeling they're gonna pull it off much better than Kojima did with uh, the MGS oh, Five. Yeah, I, think I mean cool. most likely. I I just I I just think it's a cool mechanic to be honest. Like, well, it is you, cool. You know, Jesse they do it well. Jesse yeah, they Chet, do it well. Jesse and Chat mentioned something that I also think is is worth mentioning. He um he said he's interested. He is, is super intrigued. To play a game in which the protagonist is dealing with anger issues. And as I don't know about this, but I think that is actually a gameplay mechanic. Because in one of the videos, Kratos is getting mad at Atreus for something. And there is like a little icon in the top right of the screen with fire that is like rising as Kratos is getting angry. And then he calms himself down and it starts lowering. So how cool would that be if controlling your anger is is actually worked into the gameplay itself like that that brings into it a whole new kind of level of almost generalized anxiety kind of stuff that is for me obviously really really intriguing it is for me too honestly like you you guys remember me hearing about hearing me bitch about god of war for like years on this podcast and on you know forums and shit and on twitter before this game got announced and this is this game is exactly what i was asking for i was like i'm just not used to uh you know, actually getting what I ask for out of the video game industry. <laughs> so to, to, you know, for, for years, basically since God of War three came out. So for the last eight years, I've been complaining that God of War needs to go in a new direction. And if they were to make another sequel, it needs to be either a completely new character or a new look at Kratos. And mm-hmm. yep. Holy shit. That's what we're getting. 
That is Are you going to dust off your PlayStation 4 for this? I am. Oh, I know he is. I know he is. That is surprising, actually. It is a little dusty. I haven't used it in about four months. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you online. About, I haven't seen you online in a long time. Uh, but then again, I use my Switch far more than I use my PS4 these days. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I've got and I've got the I've got the special edition pre-ordered, so I've got the you know I've got the Kratos statue come in, and so I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, I wanted to throw it to uh, Finn real quick um because finn you haven't really gotten a chance to cut on uh, on, on god of war yet i so i am unfamiliar with your with your history of the series finn um uh, well my history of the series will be um i love it and i've played all of them psp games the original trilogy i even suffered through ascension yeah um, what, what was ascension like just not that good it just wasn't ascension great. was It came out at the same time, and I always make this comparison. Remember when Gears of War Judgment came out, and you were like, why is this a game? Oh, yeah. That's God of War War Ascension. Uh, Okay. That was just made. And they came out right at the same time, too. Yeah, they came out at the same time. And they were both games that were just kind of shoehorned in to have a new entry in the franchise. Absolutely, yeah, at the very end of the generation. nothing for to move it forward and it was well the- god of war ascension came out two months after Metal Gear Ryzen did yeah i mean god of war ascension like was it. was basically hey we need to get a god of war game out so okay let's just, get, exactly. let's just get ascension out oh wait um, there's online in it too yeah it was completely unnecessary and wrote and it was, okay. it was dumb so i want to yeah. ask finn this um and then i'll and then after finn answers i will open up I'll open it up to the group the the main crux behind and I'll, i'd like matt to cut in on this too because matt hasn't had, had much of a chance to speak on god of war um, the the main crux of of, uh, of of the entire series is killing gods. That's the whole deal, right? And in in, uh, in God of War, the first God of War, you were killing gods. In God of War two, you were killing gods. And in God of War three, guess what? You were killing gods. Um, the the Norse pantheon has is is rich. You've got uh, characters like Heimdall and Odin and Loki and Hela and you know Surtur. And uh, all you know, Fenrir, and uh, you know, Boar, and all kinds of you know, uh, uh, Ulur, and all kinds of Norse deities. Um, so, do you guys think that this will follow this the, the same? The, I don't know the same god killing trope as the first three games because I, I gotta be honest, I didn't get that sense at all from everything we've seen so far. Well, that's one thing I was gonna point out is just the fact that if you do encounter gods. Sony and and Santa Monica have been incredibly tight-lipped about it. We have not seen, We've not a, seen a god single in this god. game at all. And I kind of... It makes me so happy because too, all yeah, we've seen good. is that one area with the same little enemies and stuff. And so this game could go in wild directions and we would have no idea because they have kept it all so compartmentalized into this one vertical slice of gameplay. I think you will kill gods... I think it will be more in self-defense this time rather than you actively seeking out to protect. Yeah, to protect your son. Wow. Yeah, so more than like, like I think maybe the story. Class. So maybe your son is the target now, and the gods are after him. For maybe he's going to trigger uh, Ragnarok. Who knows? We don't know, and that's what makes it fun. Well, and that's so. So that is one of the things again, like 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 Finn mentioned, has been super interesting to me. Is that we have this is God of War, and we have not seen hide nor hair of any of the Norse gods at all. Um, and they've already said, and we know that we're going to stay here because I don't know if you guys saw or not, but you know, Santa Mo- Sony Santa Monica said, "Hey, the next God of War game is going to remain in the in the Norse 
you know, in, in, in you know, focused on the Norse hey john yeah uh matt matt has to leave oh matt's gotta run matt you gotta run yeah i got a jet my dog is stoked that i'm home oh no dude go 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 thank you so much for being on the show tonight coming on it's always a pleasure saki texted me you specifically have fun playing baseball this weekend enjoy you hear the dog she's going nuts all right see you guys later But um, so 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 yeah, we have not seen any of the Norse gods at all, and but we have seen creatures from Norse mythology. We've seen the Midgarsormer, um, we have seen the uh, we've seen dragons, we've seen what I think are Jotuns, um, those big guys with the tree, you know, with the huge tree trunks they're carrying. I'm assuming those are Jotuns. Um, we've seen Draugr, and they're actually named in the game Draugr. Uh, so you know, those are those are basically Norse Nordic zombies. Um, but not as, but no, no Thor, no Loki, and I, I kind of, I tend to agree with Finn. Um, I think that is, I think that is refreshing, and I am, even though I initially thought that Atreus was going to be Thor, you know, like he had red hair, you know, he was shooting lightning arrows. I was like, okay, this is clearly Thor, um, and he's going to be the son of Kratos, who might become Odin. But that is, that is not the case, and I'm actually glad they didn't go that route. And I agree with Finn. I think if you're killing any gods in this game. It's not going to be Kratos hunting them. It's going to be him protecting his son because they they play up the fact. And in one of the trailers, he says, "We are we are above mortals. You know, we are above men." So they're they are playing up the fact that Kratos and his son are both deities. Um, they are gods themselves. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just I, I I think it is the breath. I agree with Brandon. I I think it is the breath of fresh air that this series needed. And I, I think this is a really good uh, release. And yeah, like it's well. not like I've I've been alone on that opinion for the last eight years. Like, yeah, actually, I've been I've been in very good company with yeah, people that everybody. are sick of God of War sequels. So yeah, everybody has been everybody has been saying that God of War needs a, a refresher. One thing I did notice though is that they didn't bring back uh, T C Carson to voice Kratos. Uh, the, the completely. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a different error. I mean, I don't. You, 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 so yeah, I think I was, that's fine. Yeah, I think yeah, it's I think it's fine. fine. I mean, like you know, it's pretty much a different time period that they're playing around with. So yeah, I was okay. Cool. I was going to ask about that. I thought maybe it's not as bad as replacing David Hayter with uh, Keeper. Oh, that was so yeah, bad. yeah. That yeah. Was so, like I understand why they did it, but at the same time, I don't agree with it. Um, yeah, that was rough. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Zach, are you going to pick up God of War? I am. Uh, yeah, so I do not have a long history with the series. I played a little bit of one and a little bit of three. Um, I'll be picking this up. I I like Rise of Rome a lot more than some other people do. I like a lot of games. Yeah, Rise, Rise, Rise is actually really fun. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but so the thing is, like, the combat here looks more visceral, more engaging. Yeah. Um, but I am kind of wondering if this will be rise if this will be shadow of of war if this will be batman arkham like how how the gameplay combat flow works i think we've seen a little bit like you mentioned john some rpg mechanics that will maybe change up uh the way he will play um i i'm hoping that the the, i don't get sick of the gameplay because that's what made me bounce off three um the other thing that i think is kind of some bullshit and I, i could be mistaken on this but i swear the last thing i saw was that the gamestop pre order made it so you got xp faster which Ooh, I don't that love. sucks if that's true. I hate shit like that. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I mean, it, it reminds me of... Uh, I mean, this is a big tangent. It reminds me of when the Metro series did their, like, this is the way the developers want you to play the mode, but you have to pre-order to get it. And, like, yeah, I hate when that type of thing happens. I'm like, make the XP rate fair for everybody. Um, But 
whatever. I, I'm really optimistic for it. I don't have huge expectations. I still don't like the Mad Dad aesthetic, but um, I'm definitely going to pick it up the day yeah, it launches. What are talking about? Kratos is hot in this one. Like, he has the beard and everything. Love that dad bod. Yeah, love that dad bod. This game should be called Daddy of War. Well, hold on, hold on. He doesn't have a dad bod. A dad yeah, bod is when you're, does. like, massive. A dad Whoa. bod is when you're overweight. Yeah. He is, he is taking back the dad bod, okay? No, 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 He does not have... Look, he does not have dad bod. He has daddy bod. Daddy bod. Like, yeah, he's this, got daddy bod. Like dad bod. That's a completely oh, different that. thing. Yeah, yeah dad bod. This is like Kratos in his 40s, and like he's like, man, he's like, I really need to get back into shape. I need to show my son he buys a Nordic I can be a true dad. Yeah. So like they go on to venture together, and like he try, he's trying to get back into shape. He's not doing this for the sake of his son. He's just trying to get back into shape. Yeah, like there's a difference between daddy bod and dad bod. Like, look at that. I got daddy bod. Okay? Yeah. Look at that. That's daddy well, bod right there. Okay? Like that's not. This isn't dad bod. All right. This is daddy this bod. This is where we're at now. Look at that shit. Look at that shit. You know how much effort so, went to so, so, so besides, that. Look at that. But so um, besides Zach and um and John, who else is picking this up at launch? Oh, dude. Oh, I'm oh. in hell. No, you're not. You're in heaven. A- April you're in heaven. is yeah, uh, uh, Yakuza and God of War month. Yeah, I, I yeah, like Yakuza comes out so close to God of War. I'm just waiting for God of War to be like thirty dollars. Like, I'm sorry. It's you know, it's a lot easier to uh, um, hold off on PlayStation and Xbox games. Yeah, like you can never say that about a Nintendo game. You can never. Yeah, because like, I'm gonna wait till Splatoon Two is twenty bucks because it's never gonna. I'll be never. That'll, that'll, yeah. that'll, that'll, that'll happen like when the Switch Two comes yeah. out. They even no, call it not even then. Yeah. Nope. There are still Wii games that sell used for fifty four ninety nine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is not. But, 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 but I mean, but I mean, like I've never played God of War. This one seems fun. Like I don't know, just the combat reminds me a lot. The combat reminds me a lot of Ninja Theory's DMC, which I, was, I really love. Which so, I know is a yeah. um, opinion. Well, but, you, um, you know, you know what else reminds me of Ninja Theory's Hellblade. I see. I didn't play Hellblade. So. Oh, you're missing out. Hellblade is coming some... to Xbox soon, Jay. Oh, okay, I'll, so I'll amazing! Play it, so amazing, Zach. If you haven't played Hellblade, Zach, you... I've played it. Okay, I like it. Oh, such a good fucking game. Yeah, but um, um yeah. all right. Well, well, I think we should probably go ahead and uh, and wrap it up there. Um, we had some. Do good, we have uh... any announcements to make? Uh, so if if I, I wasn't, I, I I hate to sound like I'm shilling myself, but if if every if anybody hasn't read my article on Polygon, I I recommend you you go read it. It's about uh how. Uh, video games do not make you a better marksman. Um, and I'm sure Brandon, as a fellow Marine, would, would agree with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm published on Polygon now, and I'm actually working on my second article for them as we speak uh, about nice. how games uh, about how games quite literally saved my life. When I was PAX there, when is, I was like, PAX so. is two weeks away now, PAX, right? PAX, so we should talk about it. So we should, we should mention that PAX is two weeks away. Uh, a, uh, half of us will be there. Um, and hopefully we'll, we will have some people at E3 and PAX West as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, there are, there are big things in show for this, uh, for this podcast's future. I can't really talk about them here online, but, uh, things are cooking, things are happening and you can probably expect to see more articles from more people on this podcast, which, uh, which is Pretty awesome. I know, I know John says we're not supposed to talk about some of this stuff, but I can break an exclusive uh, info right now is that we will be live streaming the uh, cuddles that John and I have while sharing a bed. Actually, I'm sharing a bed with a wout. 
Sorry, who's in charge of the camera work here? I was gonna say, is there gonna be a sub only cam? It's gonna be open for everybody. We and we are also going to have a a crossover live podcast with SDG between SDGC and Continue Podcast. Um, so that'll be good. Um, I don't know whose hotel room it's gonna happen in. Uh, but, uh, and I can also, I can also probably, it's probably okay to say it, that, but for my Dark Souls panel, uh, on, um, on Thursday, uh, Marty Sleva, who's the executive editor at IGN will be on that panel with me as well. Uh, cool. so that's pretty cool. Um, also guys, I do have another announcement. Ooh. I told John that I was going to mail him some tacos from Los Angeles. So anyone at PAX, I will mail you tacos. Not uh, Taco Bell, actual tacos. I, if if you do that, I I'm, I'm, I want to I want to see you actually do it. I don't believe you. Okay. Uh, but uh, what kind of packaging okay. do you use? Um, I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll all probably right, just right. you know yeah. yeah. You know the same packaging Blue Apron uses. Uh, I guess Ooh, you're right. I just want to point right. out that Dio in chat says the podcast has changed its name to Super Daddy Podcast. this is like the third week in a row like we've talked about dad bod i like it and the, <laughs> really? the logo like, it's, like, just, like, it's just john self-indulgence you guys like, you guys I, know I, what the I, logo you guys know what the logo for super daddy podcast is right it just no. you, it's that right there there's your logo like, boys. I, I, like i know that we've talked about for so long now because I, I think i bring up every single time there's your logo just a just a just a focus just a focus on that right there. If you notice the if you notice the gap between the bicep and the tricep, oh, guys, it's not always poetry, but you know we, we talk about games sometimes, right, and well, we talk about dad bods. So. We'll go ahead. We'll 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 go ahead and wrap it up here. This has been. We'll wrap uh, it up on dad bods. We'll, nice. This has been episodes uh, 107 of the Super Daddy Podcast. Uh, <laughs> as always. <laughs> Chrono Cross is better than Chrono Christ. Trigger. God damn it. It's not always poetry. You're, you're triggering Can me right now. I want a good I, opinion, please. <laughs> okay, god damn it. I'm trying to end it. It's not always poetry. Final Fantasy VI is number 40 something. And we don't always number agree, 43. but we always keep it 43. real. Good night. It's 43.